Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us this morning is Dr. Tony Watlington. He is the uh, superintendent of the Philadelphia School District. Dr. Watlington, good morning. Good morning. All right. And also joined by Reginald Streeter. He is the uh, uh, president of school board of uh, Philadelphia. Good morning. Good morning, good brother. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. That's good. That's good. So, you know, Philadelphia schools very important to me. Um, I'm I'm running programming literally right now in six Philadelphia public schools uh, in Philadelphia through Man Up PHL. Went to Philadelphia public schools from kindergarten through 12. Graduated from Northeast High School. My children went to Philadelphia public schools. Um, we run an event every year in a Philadelphia public school called Hope for Philly. And so these schools. Um, very important to me and very important to our community. Um, given that most of the kids in the Philadelphia public schools are black and brown, uh, Dr. Watlington, um, and that uh, the, the black history of our kids is under attack in other school districts around the country, what are we doing specifically to deal with our black and brown kids and their specific needs in the Philadelphia school district? Well, uh, first, let me say good morning. Pleased to be with you and President Streeter this morning. Uh, the, the the number one way that we uh, address those issues is that we make sure that our black and brown children get right in front of the line for a great education. And it's one of the reasons why under our strategic plan, Accelerate Philly, we're making the investments. Uh, we've reorganized how we do our work at the district office. We've purchased the best math curriculum we can find anywhere between the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. And next year, we're going to do the same thing with English language arts. And then we're also exploring how do we build better partnerships with parents. We know what to do to better serve black and brown children in America's public schools. Uh, we need the resources and we have to have the will and the skill to do it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's happened, of course, in Pennsylvania is that um, the courts have uh, conceded that the funding formula is unfair, that poor districts, uh, districts that happen to be more black and brown are not getting the level of funding that they should, um, and that that, form, that funding formula is, is to blame for that. How do we work around that to make sure that, that we get the right funding until that formula is is corrected. And I'll start with you, Dr. Wallington, and then uh, Mr. Street, I'll ask you the same question. Well, certainly, uh, President Streeter will, will be able to speak to this uh, as a as a Philadelphian, a person who's been here for uh, many years and a graduate of the school district, and uh, will have a context around how that work with the fair funding uh, suit uh, began sometime before my arrival here. What I can say to you now is that we're making the case to the legislature, Democrats and Republicans, that this board and superintendent have the best financial grade investment credit rating that we've had in nearly 50 years. And the credit outlook has been upgraded from stable to positive under this board and superintendent's leadership. And we are accelerating. We improved in 13 out of 17 areas. So that ought to tell the legislators on both sides of the aisle that our children in Philadelphia are worthy of not just more investment, but an a constitutional appropriate level of investment. Mm -hmm. President, the same question. How do how do we fix it when the funding formula is out of whack? 
Well, I would add this as well. I'm also an attorney. I'm also a graduate. I went to Germantown High School. Uh, so uh, I'm also putting that hat on as well. So um, I think one of the things that we have been very good at this year under Dr. Watlington as superintendent, myself as chair, and, and the board's leadership is telling our story, right? It's, it's, not, it's not just the quantitative, it's also the qualitative and the empirical, right? And we're also trying to put our students out there to tell the story as well. So I think that it's a both end. One, we've done things to ensure that we can check certain boxes that have been that we that that we've been asked to check to ensure that the public's dime isn't going into a black hole of of, of nothingness. That actually the funding is being used to stop learning losses, which we did during the pandemic. We have a lot of capital projects going on over uh, scheduled over the next five years. But also we've been we've been very careful to change the tone and ensure that we are asking the village for help and, and not only just asking for help, creating the capacity to receive said help. So I think it's been telling the story as well, the qualitative and the quantitative. But also we're not sitting on our hands and saying, uh, please give us more funding. We are doing what we can, what we have to rob Peter to pay Paul, which is not appropriate, I think, when it comes to education, which I think is a civil right and a human right as we go forward. So I'm looking forward to the legislature and the governor doing their part um, to ensure that our children get what they need, no matter where they are, whether it's here or whether it's on the main line. You know, in in Pennsylvania, um, and, and our state is an interesting place. Uh, you, you had one political pundit, I think accurately, say that it's Philadelphia and Pittsburgh with Alabama in between. I think he was absolutely right when he said that. And so you got a lot of people from outside Philadelphia making decisions for Philadelphia where education is concerned. Um, other counties have an elected school board. We don't have that here. Um, we have an appointed school board appointed by the mayor. Mr. Streeter, how does that affect how, how your work is done at the school board? Well, I think it's beautiful. I think that while our, our mechanism is a little different, we have a couple of democratic nexus points. The, I serve at the mayor at the pleasure of the mayor. So do the other eight board members who are all women, by the way, which I think is a huge story in Philadelphia. Um, and, but, but also city council confirms us. But also our funding comes from different mechanisms, which creates this, this, this uh, necessity to create relationships with uh, three levels of government, federal, state, and local. And that's what the board chair aspires to do as well. But we also have our parent community advisory committee, which does some of the work to ensure that we keep our ears to the ground and engage with the community um, as well. So uh, yes, yeah, a little bit different, but I think that uh, how we have it is appropriate. And uh, from my humble opinion, I think that it's the way to go. All right. So um, Dr. Watlington, when, when I think about the budget, of course, you know, the budget is the capital side, uh, running the buildings, and then there's the operating side, running the programming and the teaching that goes on inside the schools. Um, I'm in the schools, and I know how old the schools are. Um, they're old. They're older than most people in, in Philadelphia. So when we talk about the capital, yeah, they're old, man. So when we talk about the capital budget, um, do we have money in the budget for new schools? Um, and if so, what's the timeline around that? The, the short answer is yes, there is appropriate dollars, not enough, but the board has appropriated dollars in the capital budget. That's why you see, you saw T.M. Pierce, that new 40 plus million dollar, beautiful state-of-the-art 21st century learning school go up. And we did that uh, ribbon cutting with President Streeter and others in, uh, before Mayor Kenny left office. Uh, first school built in North Philadelphia, I'm told, in 70 years. Uh, later this year, 
sometime around August or so, we're going to do the same thing at the Cassidy School over in Northwest Philadelphia. So there's, today we're going to give some context about the strategic investments that the board has made in this district. Because this, now it, it's legitimate. You're, you're absolutely right. The average age of our school is 75 years. We've got a number that are well over 120 years old, and they're no different than your car or my home. If we don't take care of them downstream, we've got to spend more cost on them. But there are some uh, bright spots, and if we are biting, eating this elephant one bite at a time with the resources that we have. This is why President Streeter and I am going to join him in Harrisburg on February 6th. We'll be uh, trying to get some front row seats so we can hear firsthand uh, the governor's uh, budget address. And then we'll be watching very closely to see how both houses in the legislature react to it. And uh, because sometime later this spring, we've got the board will be appropriating its budget for next school year. And I'm sure under President Streeter's leadership, we're going to continue to we're going to continue to make some strategic investments in the both the capital and the operation side. Uh, that impact our facilities. Yeah. And we'll do the best we can with the resources we have. And we're going to ask for more. And Brother Jones, if I can add one more quick piece. Sure. Uh, this board has worked really, really hard um, in partnership with the district um, under Dr. Watlington's leadership um, and a little bit before as well to ensure that we have a really good investment credit rating, which allows us to borrow, which, which governmental entities typically have to do um, but to do it as such a in a way where it doesn't impact the taxpayer as if our tax rating wasn't as bad. So I know it sounds kind of boring and corny to some people, but it's very important for the school district of Philadelphia to be good stewards of public dollars because it allows us to do things like that without having such tax having such uh, interest penalties or interest that uh, we would have but for not doing that. Yeah, absolutely. But I just add that it's been interesting to me having yeah. come here first uh, in April of 2022. Mm -hmm. And to look at the 500 districts across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, yeah. I zeroed in pretty quickly to there's only one out of 500 districts in this Commonwealth where the board, whether selected or appointed, has no power or authority to levy resources, taxes, et cetera, in support of improving the schools. That's a really significant factoid that our public needs to know. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what I was going to say is that it's great that you have a great credit rating, but you can't you know, raise your own money. You can't raise, raise taxes like other school districts across the Commonwealth. And I would think that that, uh, that, that is a problem for us. Mr. Streeter? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a problem. I think it's an opportunity. Okay. Again, I think, again, I think the, what the board and the district has, has done, I think quite well is build relationships, but also build things such as mechanisms in which we can be clear, clear-eyed, um, easily accessible and understandable about what we're doing with the public dime, right? We all understand that the School District of Philadelphia is technically a creature of the state because it was created by state statute, but we're situated here in Philadelphia and we have to work with city council, right? Which is what we're trying to do. We have to work with our mayor. We have to work with public-private partnerships to ensure that we keep the energy going well. So I just think that we have to think differently about how we engage and, and in doing so, we'll be able to get the things that we all need to ensure that our babies can learn and succeed as well. So when the beautiful school in Cassidy out in Southwest Philadelphia and West Philadelphia is built, um, that won't be, that'll be the first of uh, many, many more. And there's others in the pipeline as well. Yeah. So let me, let me just add, may I just yeah, add? Sure. Think about the school district of Philadelphia, the nation's eighth largest school district, uh, best investment grade credit rating we've had in 50 years, Credit outlook upgraded from stable to positive 
notwithstanding the financial cliff we're going over. We don't get more dollars. We, we could have a $400 million deficit in the next uh, 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 fiscal year. I, I want to note, though, the uh, under the board, we've also uh, taken some steps to build a swing space plan, which is no small feat. And so President Streeter didn't quite mention it. I'm going to mention it and say that, you know, under this board and, and superintendent, the swing space plan in the beginning work was done before Dr. Height left. And so we we'll certainly want to thank him for his hard work. This is so significant because if you go to Lower Marion, Bucks County, Montgomery County, and all the other, I don't know, be another school district that I'm aware of in this Commonwealth where uh, uh, they have to find resources to relocate students. And then when the, the, we address those asbestos hazards or environmental hazards, they have to have resources to move those kids back. Fully functioning school districts that are not historically underfunded don't have those issues. And number, but, but I'm glad we have those 25 swing spaces built out and we've gotten better at it. And uh, when Southport closed earlier this year, we were able to move those students. Kudos to our operations team. And uh, I just can't say enough about that. One other thing I want to say very quickly relative to the operations and the capital side, there are districts, I don't think Laura Marion and Bucks County and Delaware County and other districts also have to find resources to invest in safe paths programs to make sure their children get home safely to their parents uh, and the and guardians and caregivers in the evenings. So the school district of Philadelphia is not only being a good steward of the public tax dollars, federal, state, and local, as President Streeter said, we're also having to be entrepreneurial and go find other grant dollars and resources. And quite frankly, the Board of Education and the district don't get credit for that. But I wanna make sure that folks know that we are working hard and strategically with their dollars. So, you know, Lower Marion and Bucks County also don't have to move students because there's asbestos in the schools. So what is the plan for getting the asbestos out? We've known, I mean, for decades, that there is asbestos in the schools and certainly you want, you know, there are different ways to deal with it. You can either remove it or you can cover it uh, to make sure that it's not, you know, get getting into the air. What is the plan on the asbestos so we don't have to keep going back and addressing that over and over again? Well, first, let me just say quickly, other districts that have schools greater than in the age ranges ours, other schools do have asbestos. Let's be clear about it. It may not be disturbed because walls are intact. Our issue is historic chronic underfunding where the resources and the staffing to keep the upkeep of the buildings up. We, 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 we've had some issues with that in part due to historic underfunding. Now, uh, we have gotten very good at the protocols. Uh, we're on schedule, actually a little bit ahead of schedule in terms of the federal AHERA inspections that are required every uh, three years and the six months checkups. And so um, because of the age of the building, asbestos will not go away tomorrow or next week. Uh, we're going to mitigate it and deal with those issues. Uh, the good thing is when schools get renovated or you build new schools, uh, we don't have to deal with those issues. Now, every school won't get rebuilt to in tomorrow or, or renovated tomorrow. So uh, we address the hazards and it's going to be with us for some time. But the key is that we are doing uh, a, a good job addressing the issues and making sure that safety is our number one priority for our students and staff. And if I could add briefly, um, y yes, it, it may feel like a hamster wheel right now for, for those, for, uh, for the for the public, while we're, while we're on this hamster wheel. I think as we continue, which I believe the trajectory, I'm an eternal optimist. I'm a silver linings person. I hear you. I, I can we, tell. As we continue to uh, 
to adequately fund our public education system, we will slowly get off the, the, um, the hamster wheel. But to be, you know, I'm a quasi-historian, critical race type thing from as a lawyer, uh, from some things that have been published, I'd like to see why things are the way they are. And some of the underfunding is not just since 20, since the 2000s. Some of it started when immigrants moved into Philadelphia and, and people who were othered at one point moved into the city. And some people took their children and moved outside of the city or outside of the district. And then obviously it got, that got exacerbated when the Great Migration occurred, when our ancestors, well, our ancestors, who are some are still, still alive, moved to Philadelphia and to the North for greater opportunity and others, you know, created the economic apartheid that we see right now. So this issue is, you know, they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, we're now in the pound of cure stage because it could have been prevented back then, but we know what the cure is, right? And I think that that context needs to be had so none of us can look at ourselves and say that we're the problem, but we can be part of the solution, right? Whether it's right now in Harrisburg, which is already part of the solution, whether it's our, our city government, we're already part of the solution, whether the Board of Education, whether it's parents, we can all look at ourselves and say, even though we didn't cause this problem, we can be part of the solution because our babies deserve it. Right. I think that's where we headed. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. Now, we, we already at our time, but I do. I have two more questions that I have to ask before you go, because you're talking about how much is the, the budget, uh, Dr. Wellington? We operate a $4.5 billion budget. We will have an exodus of $1.2 billion because the ARPA dollars that Congress appropriated for the pandemic that we've gotten since 2020 to help us address the pandemic, those dollars will be gone from our budget in September of this year, which will bring us down to a $3.3 billion budget. And we're looking at up to a $400 million shortfall next year if we don't get appropriate funding. All right, but the budget is $4.5 billion now. That's what you're saying? I'm $3.3 billion. That's $3.3 billion. $4.5 at present. $4.5 at present, it's going to be $3.3 Correct. But it's still a billion at the end. So let me ask you this. With a B. Uh, with a B. That's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I was in Penny Packer School. The school needed to be painted. Right. Um, and we were there. We were mentoring kids. And uh, a crew came in to paint the building. They were all white. When you talk about that kind of money, what are we doing to make sure that people in our community get some of the contracts to maintain these buildings where our kids make up the vast majority of the students. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think about the uh, Cassidy School and I'm so pleased that uh, Mr. Perryman, uh, African-American male is leading that construction effort, uh, a staple here in Philadelphia. We've got to do more of that. Um, we should uh, have opportunities for MBE, MWBE, participation in construction and good services production within the letter and spirit of the law and our policies and procedures established by the board. We're committed to that. Recently, we held uh, some sessions for black and uh, women and minority owned businesses, uh, people of color owned businesses to come and hear uh, some presentations from our COO and CFO about here's the red tape, here's how you do business with the district. And we try to help to address issues like insurance and bonding and some of the other things that get in the way of uh, sometimes small startup businesses. But I know this is a priority of President Streeter and the board, and they've charged us with, uh, charged the superintendent with doing everything we can within the letter and spirit of the law uh, to make that happen. All right, so my last question is around creating a pipeline of black teachers coming out of the school district to, to come back and teach our children. We know, uh, based on various studies, numerous studies, in fact, that uh, you know our children learn better when they can have a teacher 
who uh, who looks like them and can relate to their culture? What are we doing to create that pipeline? Registrar, do you want me to follow you on this one? Because I think it's so interesting that you actually have children in this school district and have a board president who's a parent of children in the district. If you want to go first, and I'll follow you right after that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's a, definitely a need for uh, you know black children um, and other iter- other uh, iter- not iterations. That's probably I don't want to, but other student other students as well who Latinx uh, students as well to have access to teachers who look like them. But I think what's also important is that those teachers, which Dr. Watlington talks about often, are highly skilled, well-supported teachers as well. Um, and I think that's a piece we can't forget about as well. But I agree, I think that there needs to be a mechanism in, in place to ensure that we have a pipeline, because as Dr. Watlington likes to remind me often, is the pipeline of teachers, period, is down in the state of Pennsylvania substantially as well. And I believe that we've, we've talked to the state about things, how they can think about doing it a little bit differently, working with state colleges and things like that, how they can help uh, amplify that. But I do believe Dr. Wallington has had a lot of interest in creating a, a middle college of sorts where we can uh, cultivate our own teachers right here in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, close to home, ensure that we have a pipeline right back into the district. Okay. And one more less, I'll just add, it's so important, identity matters. The research over 50 years says that children learn better. White, black, brown children, all are enriched when we have more diverse teachers. And teachers uh, and, and students of color in particular have greater uh, improvement when they see teachers, some teachers who look like them. All of them have to look like them, but when they see that represented in the teacher pipeline. Second, to President Streeter's point, we want, we are going in our strategic plan, Accelerate Philly, we are going to, we are planning for a middle college high school where we will bring children, young people as early as eighth grade, get them through high school, get them through college from the Community College of Philadelphia. We're talking with Temple University. We want to do it debt-free and they come back and teach no less than four years uh, to pay back that scholarship. Number two, we're expanding our footprint of teachers um, because 50% of the nation's teachers, at least black teachers, come from historically black colleges and universities, and most of them are in the South, uh, although Lincoln and Cheney led the way in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So we've got to get out of Pennsylvania and go recruit a little bit more broadly to get the teachers of color. Finally, this is so important, sir, because As you look at our trend data over the past 10 years, the two lowest performing groups of children across the board year after year are who? Black boys Mm -hmm. and Latino boys. Mm -hmm. And so in this strategic plan, we've set a goal to recruit more black men and more Latino men. And we think it's the right thing to do. It doesn't mean we don't value all of our other hardworking teachers, but if talent is equally distributed in the population, and I believe it is, then our workforce ought to look like the population. All right. So that is uh, uh, school superintendent, Dr. Tony Watlington, senior, also school board president, Reginald Streeter. Uh, Dr. Watlington, um, I need to be able to reach you, man. When I when I reach out, I, I need to be able to reach you. OK, I Thank got, you. you know, various platforms. One of the biggest voices in, in Philly, in the black community. You want to reach our community? Yeah, you need to you talk to it. me. You so I'm going to be responsive. Yeah, all right. absolutely. OK, all right. I, I'm going to hold you to that. I appreciate you both. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. Have a great day. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 